it's not brain science. It's rocket surgery. Wait a second. No, these are supposed to be the ones where we watch about movie about Batman. Oh, no, we've crossed the streams. <laughs> this is Batman Forever and Batman and Robin and no. maybe other things. No. The Incomparable, number 367, August 2017. Welcome back to The Incomparable. I am your host, Jason Snell. And um, you remember when we did that summer superhero spectacular in Batman 1 and I committed us to watch all the Batman movies? Boy, I regretted that whole tournament and now I really <laughs> regret the result. Because we watched... Is I think that this why is the we low watch point. these? I think it is. I think this is the low point. We watch Batman Forever and Batman and Robin for this episode. So you don't have to. 1995, 1997, the late 90s. Never more late 90s than with these two movies. Let me introduce the six people joining me to, who watch these movies with me. Oh, my God. They are the following wonderful people. Um, Monty Ashley. Chill. <laughs> I don't think he can get drive through in that car. That's a good. That's a good point. I think. I think you make a, a really good point. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Moises Chuyan, it's a cold town. Jason, did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen? I did know that. David J. Lord, let's kick some ice. I'm Schumacher. Steve Lutz. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Batman! Ah! <laughs> Tony Sindelar, stay cool, bird boy. Hello, nerds. <laughs> and Hot entrance. Joe Steele, you're not sending me to the cooler. You like my jacket? It keeps me safe when I'm jogging at night. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Thank God he explained one of those costumes. Um, the other costumes all had explanations so, too, I'm so sure. The, Thank God mm. we now understand the power of laser ice. <laughs> this is the... Laser uh, ice? We did two episodes about um, about the Tim Burton Batman. This is the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Mm. Two different Batmen. Val, your Val Kilmer, your George Clooney. Uh, mm. only, only Alfred who may be dying, by the way, Alfred and Commissioner Gordon are uh, are the same across the four Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher movies. Those poor guys. I hope. Although I noticed the, uh, the, in Batman Forever, Tim Burton gets a Tim Burton Presents credit at the front, and I believe he removed his name from Batman and Robin. Mm, so at least I didn't see it prominently displayed anywhere. I think that's a settlement or other sort of deal to that pay or play, <laughs> something like that, that it's like, well, okay, we'll just pay you for, to not direct it. Yeah. Um, so I took some notes about Batman Forever. So yeah. I guess we can talk about that. Batman and Robin, somebody else I is going to have to do it. I do want to say, after seeing both of these films, I do, I, I do pity poor Joel, Joel Schumacher, because it seems clear to me that what he really wanted to make was a mashup of Xanadu and Tron, but the studio <laughs> wanted him to do these stupid Batman movies, mm. so he just worked Batman in. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like the thing he liked the most was supervillains, because he clearly has a strong vision that supervillains always cackle with glee after every single thing they say, yeah. no matter it, it, what. It's it's very ah. much the, the, the overall production design and sensibility of the Burton films mixed with the villain glee of the 60s TV show, where the movies had been trying to run as far in the direction of, oh, no, 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 we're not like that silly TV show. You know what? We're going to be exactly like that yeah. silly TV show. Except in all the ways that made it good. Anyway, uh, Batman Forever. So the credits yeah. in Batman Is Forever fly in like Superman. Like they're like the they're flying credits. Yes, they so. appear to have been provided by the 3D text Windows screensaver mm -hmm. from yep. around that time frame. If you look yeah. in the corner, there may be a flying toaster. Uh, and, the, and the name of the movie, I, I want to point out technically, is Bat Symbol Forever. <laughs> That's right. Branding is most of the purpose of the movie existing. Yeah, it's really it a It was brand. actually a terrifying pre uh, prophecy. Batman will be forever. Yeah. And the movie, too. So this movie, we have Val Kilmer as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. We have Jim Carrey as the Riddler, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. As the Joker. We, yeah. Mm -hmm. We have yeah. Uh, we, we have Nicole Kidman as Chase Meridian. 
Dr. Chase Meridian. Dr. Chase Meridian to <laughs> the, you. The, the only thing that she has to say in the first like EPK extra on the Blu-ray is, I'm the first woman character to kiss Batman as Batman. And that's actually not true. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, we should say, uh, also, let's not forget Chris O'Donnell as Robin, the boy wonder who appears in this movie. Boy? Although, again, uh, the 28-year <laughs> boy wonder. Yep. Yep. Everyone else has forgotten Chris O'Donnell, so we should probably remember well, him. So this brings up a point that confused my family, which mm-hmm. is they assumed that the movie Batman and Robin featured the introduction of Robin to Batman. Nope. It's in Batman nope. Forever. Batman mm-hmm. and Robin is about... Batgirl being introduced to Batman and Robin. You no, see how this works? in Batman Returns, they introduced the concept of forever. And so now <laughs> yeah, that's right. this one's called just Batman felt like forever. In the runtime of so, the film, they did, yes. Yeah, that, that's, that's why, that's why the, the, the relationship between Batman and Robin in Batman and Robin felt like just a continuation of that subplot from Batman Forever and like a, a never-ending bottle episode of a TV show. So, so which is a worse or a more inaccurate title for the movie? Batman and Robin or Batman Forever? Well, Batman Forever technically does not last forever, and Batman nope. and Robin does feature it, both Batman and Robin. So I'm okay. going to give that one to Batman and, and Robin. I but know. it Batman does actually sure feel like, it lasts, like forever. it lasts forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does. It, it, I don't know, because then I watched <laughs> Batman and Robin, and that was the one where I felt like I was going to die before it ended. I really... Yeah. I really did. <laughs> you know, all four of these movies are approximately the same length, and I would say all four of them are probably a little longer than they need to be, but boy, do they seem to get longer as they I would. Around. I would just like to <laughs> yeah. mention, I watched the deleted scenes for Batman Forever, um, because oh, apparently you, you the original cut of it. Well, I you, wanted to understand. Um, you're, you're this is not a course of action at, I recommend. You're tenured at <laughs> Batman University. You, you don't have to yeah. do that anymore. It's, you hey, know, I parish. wanted... I wanted to understand, and it was it was not a fruitful uh, <laughs> no. research direction, and I am lesser <laughs> lesser for it. So this is my recommendation: mm. if somebody gives you the special edition of Batman Forever with the extra disc, throw that into the sea. <laughs> yeah. That person is not your friend. No, <laughs> I mean it was a friend who gave it to me, but I he Ex-friend did not now. tell me to. to yeah, sorry, Jeremy. Jeremy, you're dead to me. But also, I'm going to give you your DVD back. So I, I have an uncommon love of DVD special features. I had no interest whatsoever in watching any of them for either of these movies. Uh, well, fortunately, I was <laughs> I was able to avoid that because my four film favorites bundle, and, and at least the four part of that is accurate, uh, <laughs> did not have any special features to speak of. Was it? It was not a bundle. Oh, my computer's either. covered in coffee now. Thanks. <laughs> I sought out the deleted scenes because there are so many plot threads in Batman Forever <laughs> that do not go anywhere. And yep. they technically go places in the deleted scenes, but those places are not places you need to go. <laughs> Dead ends. <laughs> well, they're just, they're, they're not great. So, yeah. It's like like watching the extended edition of Independence Day and realizing, oh, there is a better version of this movie. Hmm. Hmm. Now, arguable. Arguable. Mm. Um, so Tommy Lee Jones is Two-Face. He's oh. got, uh, we, we see him talking with one side and then he flips around. He flips mm. coins to determine what he wants to do. He does uh-huh. not. He well, sure he does. he does. He flips three coins in the movie, and one yeah. of them he pretty sickly ignores what it says. Well, you know, he do, he does. It's it's in there. He does it a little. Let, he's the delay. Cesar Romero Joker and the comic book Joker meshed with one part of the gimmick of Two Face, <laughs> and, and they yeah. call him Harvey Two Face the whole way through, which I also think yeah. is kind of weird. Harvey Two Face, like his from the from the famed Two Face family. Well, so, it, I mean, it was a nickname thing. It's something that they did in the animated series before this movie came out. And it was like they went, hey, let's take this really great thing. For, this is a theme that I might come back to maybe four times. <laughs> they went to something in the animated series. They went, this is really good. Let Guys, let's use this. Hold on a minute. Where is that mountain of blow? Let's do that mountain of blow, and then let's see if it's still a good idea. Yes, it's still a good so, idea, but let's take so, all the good so parts away from it. A career trajectory note here. This is after The Fugitive, but before Men in Black. And it was, you know, it's a heck of a paycheck for yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. I do don't this. care. I, I don't I don't begrudge him at all <laughs> taking a paycheck for this, for all of the thankless, grumpy old Texan man parts that he's had to play, because that's pretty much what people cast him <laughs> yeah. as. I felt well, so bad I for him, to be having fun. I mean, I'm not, but he was. 
And I, I kind of want, I, I don't entirely blame him for the level that he went up to because it seems like it was encouraged on the part of the director. Yeah. Uh, we, and it, in a way, isn't complete, all of society complicit in this? <laughs> yeah. He also had to complete, he also had to compete with uh, Jim Carrey uh, oh. side by side, who is going way over, way, way, way over the top. Uh, so if he, if he had just uh, toned it down, it would have been a completely uh, lost performance in, in, in the movie. Let's be honest, every every single one of us that bought one of the mugs or t-shirts or any of that stuff, it's all our fault. It's not Tommy Lee Jones' mm-hmm. fault. I, I had the uh, McDonald's uh, frosted glass The frosted mug. glass? Yeah. We're forever brothers. Yet again. Um, <laughs> You're Batman forever brothers. So, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk villains. I don't, I really don't want to walk through the plot of this movie such as it is. Thank let's, you. Let's, Thank let's, oh, let's, we should though. We I, don't, should. I don't know that you can walk <laughs> Come on, you got to talk it out, Jason. All right. It's the okay, only way you're yeah, going to get better. Yeah, Jason, you don't want to carry this with you. This is your chance to be free. <laughs> just, this, this is the only movie that I have nonsensical notes for because the other one I just gave up and just, it was just like. I was just t- typing endlessly on the screen. Yeah, Jason, have, you're, am- you're like, among friends. Like, Let it all out. Note, uh, notes on this movie next to a discarded grocery list, and they barely make any sense, just like okay. the movie. Well, I'm going to go I, through my I notes in chronological order. I, I don't order. have no- I don't have tell- notes. I just have feelings. Tell me. Tell I me have this. four pages of <laughs> grammatical notes. Okay. Well, the, this should be fun. Chase Meridian. <laughs> Chase Meridian. My note is simply: it is a Bond girl name that uh, I guess got left over, so they used it. Um, and she is the, she is the uh, psychologist who is interested in the psyche of Batman. And she's really super into Batman. And, uh, and then, of course, she's also sort of into Bruce Wayne. It's very conflicting until later he tells her that he's Batman. and that She is a perfunctory, I okay. think, is the best way to describe her. <laughs> she exists in the movie. I kissed she, Batman. I kissed him. I nothing, kissed him when he was Batman. Nothing happens with her. She doesn't go anywhere or connect to the plot in any way other than getting kidnapped at one point. Like a girlfriend do in movies where they use girlfriends as plot points and well, that's Joel Schumacher that's had it. seen the previous Batman movies and he knew that there had to be a girl that does pretty much nothing except provide well, something for Batman to do when he's not Batman well they, they kind of established the as the were. Bond girl trope as well those are the roles we're going to give women in these Batman films mm-hmm. now that they're successful roll up the printing machine print more money guys now uh, now what attractive woman can we throw into this and, and make the girlfriend of the movie See, I think that just as Joel Schumacher was telling the villains yell everything and laugh a lot, he kept telling her breathier. Breath, mm. I can still understand you. <laughs> you need to talk everything like this, Mr. Wayne. Can you imagine her talking to Christian Bale? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Gets, Wayne. <laughs> gets, <laughs> and then Bane get, comes in. Get, gets so breathy and husky voiced and seductive. That uh, that that he can't that he that he can't tell which accent you're botching right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you mean exactly by hot entrance? Um, Val Kilmer <sighs> is Batman in this, and I made a note, and I'm ready for people to to shoot me down for it. But I kind of like that Val Kilmer in this. I think he's fine. I don't think he's the problem. I think that he is. Oh, a, he's not he, the problem. He feel, he, no. he's okay in the bat suit, and he's mm. okay as Bruce Wayne. I think he's a likable actor. And then I gotta say, I like George Clooney a lot. And then when I saw George Clooney in the next one, I I, I like. Val Kilmer that much more because I think uh, George, Clooney George Clooney is uh is terrible in yeah. in that one yep. and I think George, Val Kilmer George does a Clooney perfectly is, fine he, job here. He, Clooney did not push back on anything. I mean, yeah. he he delivers the garbage as well as George Clooney is capable of delivering garbage, but yeah. it's still garbage. It's like Doctor well, Doctor Doug Ross. He's also George Clooney every time <laughs> yeah. he says anything. He, he's just he's yeah. just yeah. handsome guy. He's not a character. He, he has no personality. He the same the same head bob, the head duck. The look up with the eyes, the little half smile. Yeah. It's Doug Ross. Doug yeah, Ross Doug is Ross. Batman. In, is in, Batman. Which, and I love Clooney, but... George yeah. Clooney yeah. is playing George Clooney, and Val Kilmer is playing a two-by-four with nice lips. <laughs> Val Kilmer, the, the, He's the, playing the, a the issue that I have with the overall construct of, of Bruce Wayne, Batman, and Forever is that Val Kilmer is a great Bruce Wayne, and the movie is is about this guy, Bruce Wayne. Oh, and also, by the way, he's Batman. Um and and that's never quite felt like the dynamic of the character where he is very much in the, you know, guy that's running a company and hi, I'm handsome turtleneck, uh, you know, <laughs> McDougal um, like that. It, it, it felt like 
as, as okay as it was, that's why it felt to me worlds away from what Keaton was doing with it, where it was that Bruce Wayne was the secret identity and Batman was who he really is at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why the uh, moments of him being tortured by memories of his dead parents really came out of nowhere for me. Cause normally he yes. t- seemed like a pretty <laughs> normal, happy centered guy. And then, uh-huh. Oh, a rose hit the ground. I must look into the middle yes. distance and mm-hmm. be sad. Those to his little, his little nightmare, his little fugue states. He doesn't even respond to those. He just stares off with the exact same expression mm-hmm. on his face. My biggest problem with his performance as a whole is that there is no distinction whatsoever other than the mask between when he's Batman and exactly. when he's right. Wayne. Totally. And when right. he's uh, the 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 I'm I'm not a huge fan of Keaton's performance in the first two. Uh you know, I know other people really kind of enjoy it and, and I think it's okay, but at least there's a there's a very clear distinction between I'm Bruce Wayne now and mm-hmm. I'm kind of a, a twisted guy and now I'm wearing the suit and I know who I am in the suit and you know, I act very differently in the suit. And Kilmer is just exactly the same. I could not possibly agree more. Yeah, I'll go along yeah. with that. But I like, but I like Kilmer's Bruce Wayne. I do, I do like yeah. it. I think he gets across, and some of that is the baggage of like real genius and all those other things of like he's kind of a weirdo, but he's brilliant, <laughs> and you kind of go along with it. But then when he's Batman, you're right. He's just you know he's filling the suit. It's that's see, see, that's doing. that's what this is. This is real genius talking here. That's no. all it is. Man, no, I, no, I saw this. I saw the doors too, and he wasn't Jim Morrison <laughs> in this. Um, yeah, that's true. But he was—he had that. He was channeling that same kind of. I'm a. I'm. I'm a rich weirdo, but uh, I'm. I, you know, and I don't get out much. But I'm. I'm. I'm giving it a shot. But then, as Batman, he's. He's. He's not really equipped to be Batman. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't mind him in this, but I'm still pissed at him about the saint. That is well, terrible. you're never going to stop being pissed about yeah. the saint no. for a thousand reasons. No, my my thing with him is he gets these <laughs> super emo lines and he delivers them dead as a block of wood exactly my parents were murdered in front of me when i was just a kid <laughs> literal I, words that came out of his mouth i, I like to picture i, I like to picture him in the spirit of the actors in star wars i like to picture him looking at joel schumacher and saying joel what am i supposed to do with this like this I, I, is ridiculous I don't think kilmer's craft is that specific i think it's more so is there a place where I can purse my lips on this line? Yeah, I, and I think well, he does. He does smarmy better than he does serious too, right? That's a that's a Kilmer thing. I think he always does smarmy better than serious. So when he, when it's suddenly like, oh, that cuts to my 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 core because my parents died. It's like I, he can't smarm that. So I guess he should just look into the middle distance and and say it monotone. So yeah. I, I just after after real genius and top secret, I'm just sort of like, eh, go home and do other things. You're yeah. really good in those two movies. Well, yeah. well he did when I look into the middle distance. This is not the Batman lips. he would need to be. I think he might right. have actually been a right. better Batman with a with more of a sense of humor, but they that that's not allowed. Yeah. So Let, yeah, let's not totally. forget him in Tombstone. He's great in Tombstone. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. This, this okay. is the movie. Okay. Of these four, this is the one that's where it's the most absurd that <laughs> his. That that he's not immediately recognized, recognized as Bruce sure. Wayne as Batman. <laughs> like between the lips and the mole. Which he mm. had, makes no effort whatsoever to cover up in any way, and the fact that he acts exactly the same in both realms of his life. Well, I think in Batman and Robin, once you have the guy who's clearly Chris O'Donnell hanging out with him, that makes it more obvious. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna fall for a girl the exact same way as Vicky Vale, but this time she's a shrink. Yeah. That's pretty much it. They're just replaying. And I'm that. gonna tell her who I am. My next I think note. That's a great idea. My next note is. Bats aren't rodents, Doctor Meridian. Call that's me true. Chase. Mm, boy, great! That's great moments in cinema, right there. <laughs> you know, you know. Back in my this, wooing days, I only the, uh... brought women to my roaring fireplace room when I was really about to tell them my secret identity. That line lets this meet the uh, educational quotient needed that uh-huh. will then be undone when the next movie tells you that the dinosaurs were killed by an ice age. So you know, <laughs> yep. <sighs> Uh, well there's a, there, there's a, so at this point in the movie, there is a fight, two faces around. There are a bunch of ninjas. There's a bank guard who is a super broad character. And I felt bad that the bank guard, who is one of my favorite things in this movie, was going to die. But he doesn't oh. die. He is spared the broad, he, broad acting poor, of the bank poor guard. Poor young Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, my glasses. Oh, no. They <laughs> know my glasses in the acid. It's He's boiling like, acid. My shoes are melting. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> because they couldn't actually here, have the special effects Batman, to convey that. Gotta get better nope. at this part of the job. That's my hearing aid. I mean, this this uh, is a film that can be enjoyed actually probably more by the blind than by <laughs> sighted people. Yeah, well, when he says his shoes are melting, 
It's just like we see him. He's just kicking around and his feet are there. Nothing is happening. But he's like, oh, the shoes are melting. It's, it go, it's, everybody just believe me. Go with me on this. Okay. Oh. You know, I appreciate the way, security guard training includes the ability to spot boiling acid that looks just mm, like water. Yep. <laughs> you know, in oh, a way, that was a second degree burn <laughs> smell. Actually, Steve, I happen to know this. A security guard is told to observe and then report. And that's oh, what he's doing. He totally does that. Yeah, in a way, times. the... Oh horribleness of Two-Face's <laughs> plan here, in which he encases Batman in a vault, and then also releases acid that will allow him to get out of the vault, yep. and also picks up the vault for some reason, is a metaphor for what you're about to experience in the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I when I survived that, I was just like, oh, this is, this is not going to be easy. No, just hold on to the sides of the sled and just, just hope you don't yeah. crash before you get to some the days bottom of Some days you save some people from a bank robbery. Some days you fall into a vault of acid. Uh, there is I mean, back and think of Kevin Conroy. That's, I want to point, point out... Um, I do that on a regular there basis. Is, yeah. Gotham has apparently a Statue of Liberty with Gotham mm. written Gotham. on her yes. crown. <laughs> it's tasteful. Yes. Check it out, MFers. I love the statues in the second statue. movie. I, I think mm. she has a necklace that says Liberty on it, too. I think it, it was a gift from her, Belgium. Her she has a She has a tattoo across the top of her back in Gothic letters. <laughs> She also, the statue is also apparently made out of paper mache by how quickly a helicopter shreds it. <laughs> so we meet. You probably mentioned that from the very first mm. scene, it has become obvious that Tim Burton is no longer at the reins uh, because <laughs> there are colors in this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it's also oh, there are colors in this movie. And, uh, and sparks. There's a lot of sparks and neon. And there's a director who does not know how to set up the camera straight. Oh, God. Uh, well, no, yes. that's on purpose. That's a Dutch angle. Um, yeah. And uh, they used. It's like they, the old they, Batman series. Look, well, sometimes it, Dutch Batman is is what you're in the mood for, and you know it's, <laughs> it's like a different kind of ass, apple pie. D- mm. The Dutch angle has its place, but it, I don't think it has a place in every single scene of the movie for no, no. reason other than that. You know, <laughs> I felt like setting it up in the corner. I mean, there 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 are shots in both movies where it's like, was this made by high school kids? Mm-hmm. It, they're so amateurish looking. They're badly shot. Yeah. But you know, and look, the Dutch angles are the best things. It's, it's not even the Dutch angles. There's one discussion scene between uh, Bruce and Dick where it's just a close-up on Bruce's giant head and a close-up on Dick's giant head. And it just cuts yes. back and forth forever, and it's so boring. And I yeah. kind of enjoyed the chance to rest, but... Come on, guys. <laughs> we're not shooting this movie for cinemas. We're shooting it for Entertainment Tonight clip reels. So... Uh, we meet Jim Carrey as Edward Nigma and his boss, who is Ed Begley Jr. And I think this tells you something about my feelings about this part of the movie. When this scene started and I said, ooh, Ed Begley Jr. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Victor and Ed, Be- and Ed Begley Jr. is doing... And full credit to Ed Begley Jr. I kind of like his performance here. He's decided to do a character from like a 30s movie. Um, he's he's, a, he's doing a version of Edward Everett Horton. Hello there, everyone. Yeah, he's a he's a mean boss who's like, oh, come on, Nigma, you pipe down over there, Nigma. It's Nigma, it, you, you know, would better hurry up with those reports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Chop and chop. Jim Carrey, of course. Uh, uh, re- this is him at his most restrained because this is pre-transformation <sighs> into the Riddler by Edward oh, Nigma, and he's invented a sort of brain TV contraption in the invention factory of Wayne Enterprises because <laughs> yes. it's like a flat factory floor where scientists invent stuff. Which it's is, it's my no- yeah, is called the box, but it is in fact a blender hat. I'm not sure why that is. <laughs> There's no oversight in this department at all. Work None. on anything you want, yep. and if we fire you, go ahead and make your own company with your inventions. But don't, and don't <laughs> hey, forget, it the, was the, the workspace. 90s, the workspace the 90s. is a dingy. Um, this is an influence of the Tim Burton-led art direction. <laughs> uh, it's a dingy. Um, Fact like depression era factory floor kind of, but it's got a full great of high view of the, It's got a great view of a fall to the death. So yes, and it don't does. forget, as Gossip Gertie has seen fit to report on the radio, they get to participate in their company's profit sharing plan now. So I mean, yes. it has its perks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the you have to work factory. with Jim Carrey. Yeah. So um, 
let's see i I um, like that ed begley jr doesn't like jim carrey that's that's a plus i do again ed begley jr is a hero (laughs) he'll be coming i'll say something else nice about him before they kill him off um but we also have here we uh we get we get chase meridian picking up on batman um who do who who uh lays into her because the bat signal is not a beeper Hmm. Ah, ah, beepers (laughs) they're things the kids have the beepers it's a beeper it beeps and and it kind uh, of is though and he says, "Try it is kind of actually." actually and he is. says, "He says uh, you should maybe date, date a fireman. Uh, they have less to take off." Yeah, do they wear black rubber? By the way, I don't recall firemen uh, being heavily in black Gotham. They do. Against. They yeah. need them to oh, access the Gotham tiara on the statue of Gotham. So they this is also where we get the immortal line for the first time in these two movies. It's the car, right? Chicks love the car. Mm. Chicks dig the car. No, that's chicks love the car in this one. Is in the dig second the car one. in the next yeah. one. It's this idiotic line was actually brought back for yeah. Batman and Robin. It was, yeah, it, it was brought back and made even more brotastic because it wasn't <laughs> brotastic enough. The well, Batman uh, goes with the much more mature love the car when uh, Chris O'Donnell will will go with Dig instead because he's you know he's a kid. So you know, yeah, it's it's also pretty terrible that they have Chase Meridian basically wearing nothing on the rooftop here. Uh, mm-hmm. It really makes you question uh, how she got in the building and upstairs. <laughs> Uh, in well, police headquarters. And, well, and, then then uh, and, Commissioner Gordon turns up in his jammies. So apparently, yeah. he, <laughs> he lives he's in the building. Of, he's kind <laughs> of a clown in this movie, and I don't appreciate. Both yeah, of these the city just got me a new cot, Batman. They let me sleep by the radiator now. Do you know what rents are like in Gotham? That's totally reasonable. That's, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, With the death toll in there, there should be plenty of open spaces for people to sleep in. It's tough to find a place that doesn't have sparks all through the building. Is the <laughs> sparks and neon. I mean, did you see Edward Nigma's apartment? And he's a research scientist. I was going to say something about the joke that happens early on in the movie um, where uh, we get the grand, um, you know, Batcave preparing, Batmobile preparing to go out for a mission, swelling music. And uh, Alfred asks uh, Master Bruce if he wants anything and, you know, or wants a, a dinner or a snack or something. And he says, I'll get drive through. Um, and it's the crashing down, you know, of the of the grandiosity. And I thought, you know what? I might actually have liked that joke if it hadn't been taken and put in a Burger King commercial that played uh, McDonald's or McDonald's, McDonald's commercial 10,000 yes. times. Yeah. Yeah. It was explicitly because of the fast food tie ins. They- yeah. Put it into the movie so that they could cut it into. A With movie. hindsight, I actually think it's kind of a funny joke because it's like dun 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 Batman. I'll just I'll just get drive through in the my when ridiculous car. When you don't think car. too hard about why Alfred is asking if he wants dinner right before he's responding yeah. to a bat signal, then it's sort of funny. Well, he's go he's pet wants a Depending pack of on the time of night, I'll go to a twenty four hour McDonald's and get a McMuffin with cheese. Yeah. Well, you know, they've got like 20 minutes for the car to spiral out of the floor. So, I mean, <laughs> but then he's out on the road and the car is 40 feet all. long and more than half the width of the road. <laughs> I, by drive through, he means you literally crash through a restaurant stop. Well, that's why that's why he, the car still has that ability to, to get uh, cut in half so he can get through the drive through <laughs> line and then he rejoins it later. Okay, so Ed, Ed Bigley Jr. comes back. He is he is absolutely, as many actors are in both of these movies, acting like he is, as I said, acting in a completely different movie from a different era. He does at one point say, why I never, which I really enjoyed because you don't hear that that much anymore. And then he's dead. <laughs> so thank you, Ed Bigley Jr. for your service. Well, well done. Stupid Edward Nigma and his japes and chicanery. I would like to address the way he is uh, kicked off the movie. He's uh, he's he, killed by the most. I want to say he gets to watch the most exciting fishing TV program <laughs> ever invented. Ever, yeah. he is so like he really, really into that. that fish. Yeah, fishing dang- with, fishing with dwarf was another tie-in marketing uh, <laughs> program that they had going. He's dangling from a thing, and Nigma says, "You are fired," or should I say, long pause, terminated, and. I'm certain that's supposed to be let go, right? Because then he lets go of him. Terminated uh, isn't a joke. <laughs> None of this is a joke. Well, he's well, like cut, cut loose. <laughs> what he's saying? Yeah, have also what he's saying is, I'm going to kill you. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Let go let or go cut loose much would be line. funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind the fact that he's hanging out the window by his head, <laughs> and he must have amazing neck muscles because the way it's shot, it appears he's just. Sitting have, there, have you window. seen Ed Begley Jr.'s neck? Yeah, because there, there is slack in the rope. <laughs> so, you know, this device sucks up 
people's brains. Jim Carrey does a song and a dance that is dumb. My notes tell me. <sighs> it's actually, it's very unclear what the device does other than hypnotize people. It's like, because it, there's, it puts, there's, it puts there's like kind a hologram of the suggest- in your mind. Like, that yes, seems to but be. there's kind of the suggestion that it gives like, it gives the Riddler and Two-Face and whatnot, like, enhanced mental abilities. And then later they don't ever bother to do that. It slash... clearly gives them some kind of a high because they yes. keep passing the pipe they, they... back and forth. Yeah, it puts their knowledge into the Riddler's head once he attaches himself to it. And that gives you a euphoric state for some well, reason. Well, that makes him a god. Yeah. So yeah. he doesn't seem to change that much from the beginning to the end of the also, film. Also, I so... like at the end where he is he is a god because he knows everyone's, like, bank password. <laughs> Uh, we yeah. meet Robin and the fl- and the uh, flying Graysons at the at the at the circus that everybody loves to go to because it's the it's, circus. A, it's a benefit circus. They're all wearing like tuxedos. And yeah, it's, it's a black black small. tie circus. Black it's tie a red circus. carpet circus. Why do look, people in Gotham care about the circus? These guys uh, are just believe, doing backflips. Well, look. Then we fast forward to the next movie and we wonder why everybody in Gotham like the place to be is the dedication of a telescope. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I much think to do the people who made this movie. <laughs> had only seen the previous Tim Burton movie, and so they thought you had to have a circus in a Batman movie. This is set in the 20s, right? This is set in the 20s, the 30s, right? This is when this is happening. um, There's a big banner on whatever the building is where the circus is going on that says Gotham Charity Circus. All these are charity events. So whatever doofy thing the director wants to put into the film and the screenwriter wants to put into the film, they just throw charity on it. And that's the explanation. I'm just bothered by the way there's so much more death-defying stuff on the streets of Gotham every single night. True. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I really like the way they commit to uh, making these these big grand gala affairs for every little tiny thing that's happening inside <laughs> of Gotham. Um, there, there, is, there is nothing small about any of these events, uh, and that goes for the makeup and costume work that goes into putting them on. Uh, the people who are working those drums are, are really into it. Uh, and you have the spiraling light show that is going on. That can't be cheap. I don't know how much money they're actually collecting from this charity. Mm. Yeah. I will say the Graysons could have worked a little harder on their circus names because Richard is just not very inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> this scene does have my favorite thing in the entire movie. The only thing that I think is actually Batman-like. Which is? Which is uh, when Two-Face comes in and yells... I want Batman or I'm killing everybody in this tent. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne stands up and yells, Harvey, I'm Batman, because it's more important to him to save lives than to protect his secret identity. And nobody can hear him. No one can hear him, and that's a shame. But he did try, and I really appreciate that. I think that's a very Batman thing to have tried to do. Yeah, and I thought it was remarkably dumb, but <laughs> I, get, I get where you're coming from. But it's just like, you know, that's 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 his first reaction for the first time ever is to jump up and say, I'm Batman, as opposed to trying to actually stop the crazy guy from blowing up the circus. It's a Spartacus moment. I was just so angry the whole time that this felt like a Joker story that they had just transplanted Two-Face into, like, yeah. you know, taking over circus, having, yeah. you know, yeah, it just, everything about it feels like there's nothing about Two-Face to this. Uh, yeah. And that, that made me sad. Well, Joker is kind of the Two-Face of Batman. Uh, I'm sorry, Joker is kind of the uh, Goldfinger <laughs> of Batman, uh, where where they just kind of uh, project uh, the, the same sort of villainy stuff right. in these movies. Scarecrow or, or, or Penguin, or I mean, they're all just being the Joker to a certain degree. Yeah, they're all manic. Yeah. They're all over the top. They're all... Uh, working every single line for all it's got that they have uh so yeah they, it, it it's it's not that surprising I, that I every mean, single time you see a villain they're always exactly the same the riddler yeah, in this is mostly the joker from caesar romero which clearly i mean the happens so many times in this. <laughs> well to be fair if you're going back to the 66 show the frank gorshin riddler is as over the top as one can possibly get mm. That's true. Like, yeah. I think later Jokers are more the Frank Gorshin Riddler than the yeah. Cesar Romero Joker. I, I, I agree. I, I think that there's there 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 is a fine line of silliness between the Cesar Romero Joker and the Frank Gorshin Riddler. And when Robin Williams is attached to this movie to play the Riddler, it was because he was under the impression he was getting to do the Frank Gorshin Riddler. And they were like, No, 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 no. We just uh, we just want to we want it to be you. And he's like, No, 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 no. I I I kind of want to inhabit a character and do something weird and goofy. And they're like, No, no, no. We just we just want we just want you riffing and doing stuff. And he was like. Okay, yeah. get somebody else. <laughs> so they got cut rate Robin. For the one time in his life, the one time in his life, he said, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> 
I've got this Disney ba- uh, Aladdin thing to do where they're going to let me really commit to the character of the genie and uh, really give it the proper treatment. Hmm. So um, my next note is Two-Face is boring. He has a mm. lair with Debbie Mazur and Drew Barrymore. Oh, and, there's yeah. a jo- and there's a Joker co- costume contest. <laughs> That's my. Those are my next notes. I don't even know what's going on now. But Joker costume contest. <laughs> Joker costume. I don't contest. remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I Were don't... you maybe on YouTube during this movie? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you, may have, you may have broken down and entered may, some kind of. I may have state. done. Uh, found another another. Uh, Another movie that was better uh, in the fugue state. Yes. What? So uh, Debbie Mazur is is uh, wears black clothing and Drew Barrymore wears white clothing. Is that right? And they're uh, yes. mm-hmm. sugar and spice. I think is that what they mm-hmm. are. I don't yeah, know. Not a whole lot about this scene is very nice, but yes, it's boring. I mean, Two Face Two Face just bores me. This whole thing, I just I, I, he doesn't interest me at all. He's got lines and he's got a little lair where he talks about his inner struggle, and it's dumb. Now we did we did kind of skip through the bit where uh, oh, yes, Commissioner Gordon yes we did who apparently Steve. routinely drops off orphans for Bruce Wayne to house yes at brings, Halloween um, he he brings Richard you know the Richard the flying Richard uh, to his house to oh, hang yes. out that's right the flying dick you can say the flying dick it's a, <laughs> okay, it's a technical sure. scientific flying grace term. and dick you don't want to just send a twenty eight year old off into no, the social no, system what, what would a, what, what what does a twenty 29- nine what does a 29-year-old boy do when his parents die? And the answer is he needs a place to live with a billionaire who can uh, support him. To be fair, he's 25. He just looks 29. <laughs> okay. What, <laughs> what, age, what age are we supposed, supposed to believe he is? So how uh, old well, is, 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 is Dick Grayson supposed to be? It is unclear, yeah. but old enough to drive. Um, 18 <laughs> yeah. or 19 tops. I mean, he's driving a motorcycle. He has a pierced, pierced ear. Uh, the the elder flying dicks do appear to be somewhat aged, so it's not like they were trying to make him out to be super young. But there's an assumption that, well, your parents are dead. What are you going to do now? You can't catch up to the circus. They're halfway to Metropolis. You've got nowhere to go, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit strange, but I only bring it up because they're they're trying to entice him to stick around, even though he wants to leave and do the entirely reasonable thing, which is to go do something with his life. Um, and there's actually one of the very few good lines, which is when uh, when Alfred uh, has a big hamburger and some onion rings on a tray and uh, Dick is going to leave and he says, I'll just toss this away again. I'll, I'll just toss this away. Perhaps the dogs are hungry, which is actually a pretty good line. Mainly it's just that Michael Goff sells it very oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he, he's really the only bright spot throughout both of these movies. I agree. Yeah. That line reminded me a lot of the Dudley Moore movie Arthur, where John Gilgood was saying things like that a lot. Yeah, he's kind of Gilgooding here. It made me kind of wish that there was a second half of Arthur, not Arthur Two, which was terrible, but <laughs> one where we saw Arthur at night being Batman. Because <laughs> that's a Bruce Wayne I could Arthur get One Part wow. Two. Well, at one mm. point in the Arthur remake with Russell Brand, he puts on a bat suit and jumps in a Batmobile. So you did get your wish in a movie that you should never watch. <sighs> oh wow! Curse oh, you, God, monkey's no. paw! I didn't think you could drag this down any further than it already was, but then you brought Russell Brand into oh, it. No. <laughs> Oh. Um, so overnight, anyway, that's a good line. I thought I should okay. actually highlight the one good line. <laughs> Michael, that I wrote well, down. it's good to say Michael Goff is 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 good in all of these. He brings some humanity. He's tr- he's his character also is like trying desperately to like make these other characters around him seem like people. In that it's like yes, uh, yes, Master Bruce, and oh yes, you, you know, young young Dick Grayson, I'll take care of you, and all of that. And, and yeah, it's 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 a thankless job, but he he is not the problem. Alfred is mm. has dignity more or less unlike unlike by the way in Batman Returns where Alfred is a computer hacker that is not no <laughs> not dignity now, but when you say he I has, learned this at the community center when you say he has dignity I'm going to remind you that of that in the second movie when we get to the Max Headroom sequence well, oh, okay yes that's yes. Uh, that's where it well, evaporates but yes well, Jason you you mentioned him bringing humanity to characters and even though this is slightly jumping ahead when he he reveals that he has made a, a special suit for for Dick um, we we find out the origin of the nipples and the butt plating of these yeah. suits. Mm-hmm. 
Alfred don't forget is, the cod piece. Alfred's Alfred, into it. Ver, Alfred, Alfred was very intentional about every little detail that he put into these suits, the nipples, the cod pieces, mm-hmm. the butt contouring, uh, the extreme amount of body contouring that he made he, in a suit for his niece in the next movie. I think he got um, some art <laughs> direction from Bruce. he does at least Bruce. make the nipples a little more subdued on her suit, which I appreciate given that he's her uncle. Yeah. Yeah, she got nipple armor. The other guys just got nipple plating. Well, he's effectively Bruce's father, right? Like, he raised him. Yeah. Effectively. Um, overnight, Edward Nigma's magical box that he took with him is everywhere. Everybody's got one. Which... Oh, wait, wait, we're going to skip the scene where he makes <laughs> Joe, his, his Joe, Matthew I passed, Lesko Zoltar suit? I passed out so many times in this movie <laughs> and, so, and stopped writing things down that, yes, we're going to skip it unless you tell me. So go ahead. Jason, oh, dear. Jason be honest. You, you, put a, you put a blender hat on your head. This is why I didn't want to walk time. through the plot, because my notes are increasingly spotty as I could not <laughs> believe what I was seeing. So, sure, let's talk about... The Joker getting his co- Joker costume contest. That's what it means. He gets the he gets he 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 tries on a bunch of different Joker costumes before he finds the right one for him. I think that's what R- I mean. Riddler. By oh, it's the Riddler. Sorry, Riddler. Riddler. Technically, that's why you confused us. Costume yeah. contest. Got it. That's and what I said. I like Riddler. that we are now back to where your notes were 15 minutes ago. Yeah, See, if you had taken good notes, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had no, this. No, oh. if we had if I'd taken good notes, Tony, I would have canceled this episode who before the, it who started. Who is the real villain here? You or Joel? it's unclear yeah the okay. hidden central conflict of this movie is whether tommy lee jones or jim carrey is going to be more the joker in this movie and this is this is one of those scenes where jim carrey ups the ante of yes. no screw you i'm gonna be the joker he tries on clothes many different things and finally mm-hmm. gets the matthew lesko which is i think his proper attire because he realizes all of these clothes are for humans i want the clothes that were designed for the carnival puppet that's and then I, after having done that, he has a new costume for every scene, every scene in the movie. And they get more and more elaborate. And there's lighting. <laughs> well, he's sucking up uh, thoughts on costume design from oh. the various people around uh, God. That is some impressive head candidate. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And that's why he gets to uh, Gozer drag by the end because yes. he's a god. Mm hmm. A god. A god. God. You know, there is no every Zygma. every boy at one point or another, whether whether we're honest with ourselves or not, really wants to have some gozer drag in their closet. So I'm gonna move ahead to the the, the party until unless somebody wants to stop me and talk okay, about other I, incredibly I, great right. things. That Only thing movie. I want to mention, I'm really not gonna derail you for long. I just have to bring up the scene where Dick Grayson <laughs> does his kung fu clothes folding for no reason. Ugh. That's to show you and the audience that he he knows kung fu because he guys, did his laundry. <laughs> he is so alpha. He's, it's Chekhov's laundry. Robin is not a cuck, guys. That's the point. <laughs> when He's Robin so st- alpha, you cannot yeah, handle okay. this. Robin, he is Dick's so no cuck. Butch. Two two things that I want to mention that we skipped past that I'm not going to let that happen. One, we see Batman on a bunch of magazine covers, and all of those covers are clearly posed, and pictures were taken in a studio, which makes <laughs> me really wonder when that happened. <laughs> And when Robin steals the Batmobile, it is two different Batmobiles, very clearly. While he's driving around, there's a big V-shaped pair of fins on the top, and they're kind of flapping because they're made cheaply. Then he turns the corner, and it's back to the one single fin up on top. That's right. That's a a continuity thing, because they made that fin split, but you never saw a a shot where it split or joined back together. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing, is you don't need to see it split or come back together. Just trust trust that the fin is going to guide the Batmobile (laughs) where it needs to go. I I have no idea why it needs to do that, but eh, whatever. With both Schumacher films, really, all you need to know is everything's just cheaply made. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to guess, was there a toy with maybe a little switch on the bottom that... Opened Probably. up the things, X Wing style. Almost certainly. Yes, and and and, th- well, mm-hmm. and the thing was, like, they redesigned this Batmobile, and we're like, kids are going to want to buy toys of this Batmobile. No kids wanted toys of this Batmobile. They were like, wait, the other one was cooler. Why? Was wait a minute. Cooler. Yeah. Hold on these, a minute. These movies have a dedication to vehicles and uh, multiple suit changes that just scream merchandising. Look, right? the next the next movie has a thing called a Bat Skiff in it. You know what? Yes. As a kid, I wanted I wanted my own Skiff. I wanted to. Get, I want to hop up on a skiff, fight some crime in the bayou. Is that the <laughs> down in the bayou? Zamboni thing. <laughs> are I we already past? Are, are we already past the part where Chase Meridian tells Batman, "My place, midnight," and then she leaves the door open, is sleeping in the nude under a sheet, 
and in Gotham City. <laughs> in Gotham City, laying down prone. And I, yeah, I don't like, I, I, nah, that's okay. That's my comment on that scene. Okay. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I, uh, yeah. Chase Meridian is a little off. This is a woman who she hangs is, up yeah. Rorschach ink blots as decoration around her. And yet blood. she yep. is a psychology expert. And, so. and by the way, that, one of that the Rorschach ink blot totally looks, that, that Rorschach ink blot totally looks like a bat. I don't know what she's saying about, oh, maybe that says something about your personality that you see a bat there. It's a bat, lady. Yeah. It's a bat. And it's based on an actual Rorschach inkblot, which I have in my possession, and which the normal response... <laughs> Steve, are you there, Whoa, this got right really here. hot really fast. Hang on. And, no, and, and the proper response for that particular blot is to call it a bat. Yes. Or else you're, or else you're messed up. So if you see it as anything other than a bat then you're considered a schizophrenic or something similar. Steve, why are you looking up the correct answers to Rorschach tests? Well, well it's <laughs> no reason. Bruce, okay. Bruce saying it looks like a bat, that's that's her litmus test. That's her, you know what? This guy isn't a creep. This guy is not a weirdo. He answered correctly. He passed the test. There you go. Hmm. Um, okay, so then there's a party where Two-Face drinks wine out of two different glasses at the same, at the same time because he's got two mouths or something right, so i've done I that hope jones's agent got him hazard pay for well uh mr mr tommy lee is gonna be uh dribbling some of this stuff down his neck i think i think he should get paid a little bit more like as if he were taking his shirt off or something so yeah the side of his mouth with all the makeup on he can't drink out of that no, no i mean look work. that that is truly a hazard to his safety look two-face is very upset because Batman only kind of saved his life from that guy throwing acid at him, and he doesn't care about that guy. So mm. obviously he's wrecked with the horror of I don't I, I don't know I don't care anymore. <laughs> so I, you know I will uh, say though yes, in uh, Two Face's just... defense that this is the best Two Face we've seen in a movie so far. Uh, suck at Aaron Eckhart. So uh, that, that's that's my opinion on that. So there are people who said, "Oh man, we we should have we should have uh, we should have gotten." Uh, Billy D. Williams is Two Face. I don't know that I would have wanted to see Billy D. Williams suffer playing no. this movie. No. Also, to, to base in the, in in the column manner. for good things about this movie, uh, Billy D. Williams got paid. So. Yes, yeah. he did. That's yeah. right. You know who else got paid? Marlon Wayans for a movie that he never filmed a scene for. Mm-hmm. He was, given a pair, he was given a pair play deal to play Robin <laughs> in Batman Returns, and he got residuals for Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin having never shot so much as a camera test. Amazing. Wow. So Two-Face Meanwhile, crashes Robert this party. Robert got screwed. Two-Face crashes this party. That's okay. But then, good news, everybody, Batman appears, which leads to the best scene in either of these two movies and the Absolutely. best single performance. Steve and I both noted it as we watched it, <laughs> and we're very mm -hmm. excited about it. Batman mm -hmm. appears, and we cut to down below on the floor where Chase Meridian is looking up, and just above her, there is a man with glasses who points up at the skylight that Batman is about to crash, or is just crashed <laughs> through, and says... Says, Batman, ah! Batman, ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't tell, but it seems like so, that's the bank guard. I, but, yeah. It could be. The, I, well, the, he would be. Well, you mean my favorite actor is 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 both of my favorite parts? I, that would I be don't amazing. think so. Don't but think he's very similar looking. It it is. I want to. I want to come back to this when we get to the next movie because there's another instance of common citizens of Gotham who seem to have suddenly gained superpowers that I feel like they would have come back to in the fifth movie because something else happens where it's like, oh, hey, there's no way that I could possibly see what I am seeing and reacting to, but I'm going to see and react to it because somebody needs to see and react to it. I don't know why anybody at a party that was just crashed <laughs> by Two-Face, the villain, would, upon that triumphant moment when Batman does what he does so well, which is crash through a skylight and have his cape flap behind him, have their reaction be Batman ah Batman ah <laughs> like, I think it's supposed to be like a yay but he doesn't really it, sell it as a yay very no it's well. more like yeah. I'm I've been set on fire that's what his <laughs> ah is there. now I'm really Batman, scared Batman ah uh, I, it's like, like tell Batman you, yeah maybe maybe that was his skylight that just got broken maybe it was a yeah and he swallowed the the yeah 
See, this happens at exactly one hour, 16 minutes, and 42 seconds. You'll want to go right to that time code. Will. That's why I wrote it down. Because uh-huh. you don't want to see anything that surrounds this no. scene. But you definitely want to see this scene. <laughs> I posted so if you it, have a Batman Forever DVD. It, in fact, you go to the... I, I will commit to this. Go to the show notes <laughs> for this episode of The Incomparable, and I will embed a tweet that I sent while I was watching this that I made a video of just the moment when the man says, Batman, ah! In fact, that's, you might be well, well served to just take that and repeat it uh, in like an infinite loop for uh-huh. two hours and three minutes or whatever it is that this runtime be a better movie. goes. There you go. Mm-hmm. You got a better and, movie. And, and while we're at it, if we can find a clip of John Favreau, director John Favreau, director slash actor uh, playing assistant, I, I keep forgetting where he is. I think I recognized him while watching the movie, but I was so bored that I kind of lost track and didn't write it down. But he's in the movie. I think he has like two lines. Or maybe that's him. He's just wearing real thick glasses. Because he Actually, assists this be. movie at not sucking as much. That was one of my three <laughs> notes during the end credits was, John Favreau was in this, and Bob Zamuda, <laughs> and Mitch Gaylord did some of the stunts. Batman! Ah! <laughs> Bob Zamuda was Tony Clifton, actually. There's, um, there's also a uh, fart joke in here, basically, like uh, a bad case of gas. You don't not, say. Not even basically, mm-hmm. just is. Just is. <laughs> well, the, it, it just hangs there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Well, at least they haven't gotten into the innuendo part yet. Uh, is that, working up mm-hmm. to that. Is that when Jim Carrey mm-hmm. screams, joygasm? No, it's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, I would have given anything for funny lines to be attributed to George Wallace, the legendary comedian who plays the mayor of Gotham, and who they don't let do anything comedic. Which, why why cast him? They so, don't let him do anything, him anything. An actual good joke. Does, is, like, the one thing he does is he says, stop it, Harvey, or something? That's, like, his yeah. whole... Yeah. yeah, stop it, Harvey! And I'm like, what? Huh? So, uh, <laughs> on Halloween, um, Chase Meridian comes to uh, Bruce Wayne's house, right? And, she does. And uh, she d- comes by cab, and the, I guess the gates are, are open or can be unlocked or something. I don't even know. But, but she's, she's, she's let in by, uh, by uh, Alfred... And uh, and then uh, the home uh, kids come and do a trick or treat. That's nice. And I have then, I have a and serious the, question about where they came from. Though. Yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> yes. Right, because there's no cars the out there. Kids. Because the next people who are about to come in and do their home invasion are the Riddler and Two Face and their and their uh, their henchmen, and they're waiting like outside the gates. And these kids came from somewhere we don't know where, and then they go away. And we don't know where through the gates, and that's when the bad guys come in and do the home invasion of Wayne Manor. Maybe they're Look, ghost. Alfred kids. has been suffering from dementia for a while, and you know how you'll go like a block or two them. out of your way to go to the rich neighborhood for uh, Halloween. So the kids just walked over to Wayne Manor. You'll go five miles out of your way for the billionaire house. Yeah, and they climbed the gigantic fence. Yep. <laughs> Walked past the sentry horses that make the place look like a PF Chang's. I, I think they came in. <laughs> they came in with the taxi and then just hung out in the bushes until it was time for them to do the trick or treat. The less rich parents have their kids driven around in a town car to the much more rich uh, palatial <laughs> estates and trick or treat at those houses. But Alfred, Alfred gives out. They full give out bars. gold bars at the Wayne estate. Alfred, uh, Alfred hands out some candy. He's very nice because he's Alfred and he's competent. But then the home invasion begins, and that's very he bad. He tells him not to eat it all tonight, or you will be sick in your bed. Mm. Which is a little bit of disturbing <laughs> Whoa, bit of imagery. Alfred, stop it. Stop it, Alfred. I think, yeah. yes. He's English. The he means s- they're going to barf in their, and get barf all over their clothing and what? their sheets. And, and I, kinda, this is I was underwhelmed by how small the door to Wayne Manor was. That, that was my takeaway. <laughs> wow. Let's break it down now, Tony. We got now the serious stuff comes. Wow. That's why you were underwhelmed. Who's going to have a bigger I, door? A bigger door. Well, we know why Tony hates the movie. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, if I can find one fault. In this movie. <laughs> you, know, you know what they say about millionaires okay. with small doors. At uh, this point, I felt like Two-Face was basically Riddler's sidekick. Because yes. Jim Carrey was doing all yeah. the work with yes. the twick or tweet, twick. And mm-hmm. basic, he's prancing everywhere. Yep. And he dances into the Batcave, which is not that hard to find, apparently. But but thankfully, the Batcave has an intruder alert system that then <laughs> makes all of everything. the things that he wants to blow up available to yeah, you. But the alarm always goes off only inside the cave. Right. There's somebody in the cave now. Cave. Um, the, yeah, and I'm there alerting are no you, intruder, that you are here. This is so. So I have two notes about the Riddler and 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 Two Face. One of them is is exactly what's been being said. Two Face kind of like starts out as the as this big bad villain, and 
the moment that the Riddler shows up, <laughs> Two Face is just a sidekick to the Riddler, and the Riddler has the great grand scheme, and Harvey Two Face is just happy to go along with it. And then also in that scene in the Batcave, that interminable scene in the Batcave where Jim Carrey is dancing around like Michigan J Frog, I, I just wrote down in my notes, <laughs> "Where are the riddles? Like what? his thing is riddles." There are no you know, riddles. You know what I was really missing was a dance belt. Where was his dance are, belt? But there, Where but there was... are lots of wacky sound effects. He does stuff that generates cartoon sound effects. So that is the thing that happens. In we had to do really... that moving his cup uh, operation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this because we thing. we needed to know that those balls moved. <laughs> how how else can one joygasm? Yeah. And then after that, the world's greatest detective figures out after only five riddles, maybe the villains are in that giant bright green beacon that came up overnight in the middle of the bay. I was a, very disappointed. A huge construction project that was yeah. built overnight, a giant multi-story metal tower out in the water that, that they has assembled overnight. Platforms. Yes. And a green glowing trail that goes from all of the citizens in Gotham Where out to they? the island. Yeah. The, the green detective. happy trail. The Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. And so this movie hurts me. Deeply. <laughs> <laughs> I we're thought here the individual for riddles were fine, but then they don't go anywhere. Right? Like, they, they should have intersected in some way. Like, the answers should have fit together to something interesting. But and they, I was just... That's, they, that's how he gets I, the name. Yeah, but but I thought it, I thought it was going to give him some piece of information that w- when he gets the name, and I was like, Batman didn't know that that was who the Riddler was already. <laughs> it was like, it was honestly like the Joker doing a bad job of pretending to be the Riddler, and I was hoping that yeah. would be the reveal. But Ooh. no, there was never Edward a reveal. Well, and the name is the thing Riddler. is a problem too because you're not supposed to call out the fact that his dumb name is Enigma. Yeah. You're not supposed to point out that that's a word that means a thing. <laughs> there it is. They do. But they, they do. So after a, a brief moment of bonding between Batman and Robin. Before this, this was the scene with Chase and Bruce in the roaring fireplace room where he tells every woman who he is. Yes. <laughs> and so, so the, 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 to me, the most disturbing thing about this isn't that as the trope of, I take all the women to my roaring fireplace room when I need to tell them I'm Batman. It's that when uh, when something is amiss and we get the reverse angle of the two of them speaking face to face, Chase Meridian is kneeling in front of him in an easy chair. And it just it just mm, what I I'm I'm amused uh, by that scene, because mm. if you if you boil it down, what that scene is, is, oh, Bruce, I love you. But there's something there's someone else. I love Batman, but I love you. But I love Batman. What am I going Oh, right. I mean, the, well, the scene the scene is the oh, action yes. equivalent of the uh, yes. you versus the guy she told you not to worry about meme. No, but he's my to, sister. He's to, my Batman. He's my sister. He's my Batman. To their credit, <laughs> they don't actually have him say to her that he is Batman, but they kiss and that's how she realizes yes. that he's Batman because she's kissed Batman. He kisses before. like Batman. Does. Wait a minute. Yes. I never actually looked at your face. I just felt the way that your lips smush <laughs> and in mine. And in fact, that, oh. that, that is a, uh, a scene that is then uh, paralleled in uh, 2001 Spider-Man where Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker has to stand on his head in order to kiss Mary Jane in order for him to know that. Well, anyway. well no, um, Chase. I, I learned how to kiss from Batman. From Batman. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Batman teaches every man in uh, Gotham of a certain age how to kiss. Did you not know that? It's it's how you become a man it's in, how, Gotham. in Gotham. It's, Gotham, yeah. It's the kiss it's of Batman. It's part of the job. Yeah. It's it's uh so kiss so the, the Batman. so Batman and Robin bond. They have a nice uh, speech about how a, a man a they, man's got to go got where he his fell own into way. A cave and and ran across not, Richard Dawson at the bottom of the cave. <laughs> not just a friend, a partner. Let's let's go ride some boats and get the bad guys. Yeah, let's do it, boats. And so they get in boats, <laughs> and we cut to uh, the Riddler and Two Face playing Battleship. Um, which, but yeah. their their Battleship game is actually firing things at Batman and Robin as they come. And my notes here again are: Why is Two Face playing along? I don't know why these two are together. They're just uh, they're just wacky people uh, playing. Uh, this game of battleships so that Jim Carrey can say, you sank my battleship, which he does. How Still more fun not? than the what? actual movie Battleship. <laughs> I thought about that. I thought this this is the first movie based on the game Battleship, and then it was followed <laughs> by Battleship. We, we don't have to watch Battleship now, right? No, we don't. We don't. 
Okay. We don't. It has bat in the name. Though. When they when they reach this overnight <laughs> metal tower oh, built in the middle of the uh, built in the middle of the the water, um, we get the zaniest line of all, which is "Holy rusted metal, Batman." I like that line. I wish the whole movie had been like that line. And it's because the rusted metal has holes in it. Yeah, I actually wrote that that was sort of cute. Uh, well, when I when I thought a reference like that was funny, it was 1995. <laughs> yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Yep. It still could be because it was a unique thing. You know, you didn't have those kinds of in-jokes because this this was what we got. It was, I, I think I enjoyed the movie a whole lot more because this is what there was. It wasn't that there yes. was an array of, uh, of of different superhero movies all over the place. I, it was, it's not like oh, there were wow, good ones. Valid, yeah. I appreciated not, not even, not even bad ones. There just weren't any. I appreciated the tip of the cap, but I was so demoralized and I felt that this movie <laughs> so did not actually fulfill any of the things that I liked about the old Batman TV series that when they pay, that when they, when they got to this point, I just went, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, right. Like it's just, yeah, it d- didn't, I was, Check, it was checked too off far a gone. box on too the far list. gone at that point. Hey, uh, Jim Carrey chews a lot of scenery now, including the great line. Now? Was that over the top? I can never tell. <laughs> like, this is the first time the character's worried about it. Like, you know, I've been shouting an awful lot lately. I may have gone too far, <laughs> even for me now. I better check in with people. Is that... Am I okay, guys? I, I love taking that line completely literally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, th- there's, there's fighting and explosions and nonsense. I did in, in this point, my notes say, um, uh, just, I want to point out again how Drew Barrymore is utterly wasted in this movie. She does nothing. She's That's just why she's present. the best part. Yeah. Well, if you think a half mole, a half naked mole is wasted in this movie, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Riddler ultimately is zapped in the head. Two-Face dies in the big pit in the middle of this thing. Um, his his uh his coin which was in the air lands on his open hand as he is dead in 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 saving chase meridian and robin uh we get one of the most i don't know uh lovingly shot uh upskirt angles of a of a female lead in a superhero movie uh which again to repeat my previous note for the third time i uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, people says. who think Joel Schumacher, Joel Schumacher only cares about the butts of the male leads. There's Nicole Kidman. He's, he's yes. equal opportunity. He's, he's, but yeah. look, look, he he does. I, I think you can say that he cares about all the butts. So yes. Batman has spent a huge portion of this film lecturing Robin about how he shouldn't want to kill uh, Harvey, Harvey Two Face. Yeah, because if he does, then he'll feel empty inside, and it'll just keep snowballing and eventually i don't know it'll be some sort of a murderous shell of human let's talk about the laws of batman killing all right we can talk about this but but here's the problem that i have with that See, whole business you're allowed through inaction to allow someone to die that's totally the, they can't get you on that there, but there is no way there is no way that the scenario where batman throws fifty thousand coins into the air <laughs> causing uh two-face to fall while he's no, 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 scrambling no, no, no. about it in falls, the air there's no way see, that scenario doesn't end with him falling to his death. See the rules, page four, <laughs> subsection seven, paragraph four. It falls under the same clause as guns are bad, except when you put them on a spaceship. Um, guns are bad on robots, but on a car or a spaceship or a boat, guns are great. Uh, especially if you paint them black and have a bat on <laughs> What's well, You know, the, 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 the fact that he, he has the forethought to go, you know what? I'm going to have one of these utility belt pouches full of silver dollars. And when I throw them up in the air, I'm going to do nothing. I'm not going to try to save him and send him to Arkham Asylum. Just going to stand there and watch. I, I feel like when, when Dick watches Harvey Two-Face plunge into the abyss and, and to his certain death, that he's got a look on his face that's kind of like, did anybody see that? Did I get away with it? It's like... It's <laughs> well, like, his, his, his nostrils are flaring it. like crazy let's go with in it. that scene. He's that's like, oh man, acting. Bruce is so alpha. I didn't know Bruce was so alpha. Damn. Hi, uh, Rene Aubergenois, our friend from Benson and Deep Space Nine, plays the warden of Arkham Asylum or something. Doctor Burton, notice mm-hmm. the hairstyle, uh, and he uh, he he takes Chase and and uh, she takes Chase to consult on Edward Nigma, who has been locked up in Arkham Asylum, and he insists that he knows who Batman is. And I have to say, this scene where Edward Nigma is 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 a uh, 
completely uh, insane and locked up in Arkham Asylum. Probably my favorite Jim Carrey scene in the entire movie. And it made me, it legitimately made me laugh. I know who Batman is. I know who Batman is. She's like, who is he? Who is he? And he appears with his unbuckled straight jacket and flaps the arms of the straight jacket and says, I'm Batman. And I laughed at that. I thought yeah, that was what if he'd funny. acted normal in that scene? What if they'd gone to see him and he's like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> well, that would have been terrifying. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. And then she calls him wacko. And it seems like Bruce un- calls her on it. for a, for a doctor. <laughs> Bruce says wacko. Is that a technical term? And she just simpers at him. <laughs> yep. Well, that's, well, that's a, a callback call to, to the hilarious earlier. scene from earlier. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know, you know what doesn't matter? The DSM five. Screw it. Throw it out the window. I'm Batman. <laughs> flap, flap, flap. <laughs> Well, that's why we're End of that's the why we're posting our Rorschach plots on our walls. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a designer psychologist. <laughs> so so uh, you know they shake hands, Batman and Robin. Yay! They're going to protect everyone from crime. The movie ends, and then the two most memorable things from this entire movie happen, and they are "Hold the Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me" by U2 and "Kiss from a Rose" <laughs> by Seal, which play over the end credits. Also, the they end. run at the camera, just like in the uh, Super Friends cartoon and in the credits for the Batman TV show. Obviously referring to the classic Gotham coming-of-age kiss that we were referring to earlier. That's that right. Hands out. That's the only thing that that could possibly no, it, be about. No, it's the, it's the kiss of the rose on the gray. It's 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 a look into the middle distance because flowers remind me of when my parents died. I That's my interpretation <laughs> of that. It's it works on all the levels. And Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, obviously, is about the great classic romance between Chase Meridian and Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I like how we skipped over the scene where Batman very, very briefly debates whether he'll keep being Batman or not, which is theoretically why the movie is called Batman Forever, because that's the answer to that question. Oh. And yet... Is that it? That we skip right... Yeah. Eh. <laughs> Yeah. This movie's approach to dramatic timing is terrible. There's a scene where Batman is buried in something and then Robin shows up to save him. But he's buried for such a short time, I didn't even realize he was supposed to be in trouble, let alone dying. <laughs> and he could very easily have dug himself out. I mean, his, his hand was like two inches under yeah. the top of the yeah. sand there. So that's... Uh, the, 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 sh- the, sh- the shifts in, in tone and voice are really stark, where it's neon Dutch angles one second, and then it's left my door open and it's billowing curtains and gargoyles and a meatloaf video come and screw me batman and i just it it, it never settles on wanting to be one thing or another and and the, these two songs jason th- this was in the nobody can understand the lyrics phase of you two oh yes so so these are just the first two stanzas of hold me thrill me kiss me kill me <laughs> okay you don't know how you took it you just know what you got oh lordy you've been stealing from the thieves and you just got caught in the headlights of a stretch car you're a star dressing like your sister living like a tart if they don't know what you're doing babe it must be art you're a headache in a suitcase you're a star what hold me thrill me kiss me Makes kill me sense. He said stretch car, that's the Batmobile. Yep, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 about Chase Meridian, I'm telling you. You're a big smash, you wear it like a rash, star. Uh look at those outfits. There's a lot of rashes. It's still more coherent in context than anything in Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Plus you've pointedly left out the bridge where he just repeats, I have some rather distressing news about Master Dick over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh that is Batman forever and I'd like to thank my yeah, guests for is. being here <laughs> no but wait Jason we're not but done wait there's more uh, when they said forever so they mentioned host, more Jason Snell thank you for Jason, listening Jason, to Jason, Jason. and we'll Jason. see you what huh what alright I guess we'll see you next week for part two where we talk about Batman and Robin oh